you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. And you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. That's all we have time for today. <laughs> Those are the voices of today's special guest. Voice number one is a journalist, L.A., by way of Boston. She spent time in the old Dominion State and the Tar Heel State, and now she lives in a state of disbelief that on this day alone, she's doing time on NFL Now, mm. NFL Total Access, NFL Total Access, the podcast, and the up-to-the-minute updates. She's <laughs> overworked, but she's not underappreciated. She's Bridget Condon. Welcome back to the pod, B. I'm shocked that there's a better intro this time than the first time I was on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Voice number two is a provocateur and an unapologetic one at that. A man who singes the hairs on most of our heads with his hot takes, and yet he does it in such a manner that we can't help but love him for it. It's annoying. He's the fantasy phenom, and if there were a Bears Mafia, he'd be the guy making off as you couldn't refuse. He's Adam Rank. Welcome back to the pod, Ad. So happy to be here. Late addition to both Total Access and the podcast, and I could not be more thrilled. You are nothing if not our third option. I can read a depth chart. <laughs> I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and on today's show, the first post-draft power rankings have been released by the captain of clickbait, Dan Hansis, and we will go through the rankings team by team and sound off with one of two options. Be ready for this. About right or yeah, right. We'll work on the delivery. <laughs> we will ask the question that needs to be asked about Anthony Richardson. It's not when will he see the field, it's when should he see the field. We'll also offer draft grades in the AFC West. And in the way of teasing that segment, keep this in mind, you can't spell draft grades without two A's. Well, we couldn't find a single A to give to any of the four teams in the AFC West. Take that, champs. Cue the intrigue, uh, disappointment music mashup here. Thank you, Coop. But first, this. NFL Network Insider Tom Pelissero is with us. Tom, what are the details around the new deal that the Packers and Jordan Love have agreed to? Mike, it's a one-year, $13.5 million guaranteed contract extension that can be worth up to $22.5 million with incentives for the Packers and Jordan Love, who is now under contract with Green Bay through 2024. There's no mixed messages here. This is a win-win for both sides because had the Packers exercised Jordan Love's option, that would have been worth a little over $20 million for 2024. But he would not have gotten any of that money this year when he was scheduled to make about $2.3 million, making him one of the lowest paid starting quarterbacks in the league. So what this does is allows Jordan Love to start making money right now. He'll make about four times what he would have on the last year on his original rookie deal. In exchange, the Packers maintain some flexibility here in terms of, depending on how things happen in 2023, they can figure out exactly 
how they plan to move forward. In the big picture here, everyone hopes the same thing, which is that ultimately all they've done is given Jordan Love a raise this year, and he plays so well in 2023 that they're working on a long-term contract extension after this season. Okay, guys, you heard our friend Tommy P. Jordan Love gets an extension, but Bridget Condon will begin with you. We can hardly say that he gets a vote of confidence, can we? We cannot. Unfortunately for Jordan Love, Love is in fact not blind and neither is the money. But all jokes aside, I do believe this is a fair deal. As general manager Brian Gutekunst said over the weekend, it's a lot of money for a guy that hasn't played. You're going to get married to somebody without ever seeing them? Are you crazy? Let's pitch that to Fox. The, pa- <laughs> the Packers absolutely aren't going to do that. Look, in just three seasons, he's only had one start. To me, though, I know there's a lot of speculation that this says they don't believe in him. They want to get a first, an early first round pick next year, get their quarterback of the future. I don't think that's what it says. I think it says we have a small sample size from this guy. We believe in you. Go out there and prove to us that you are our guy. We want that to be the case. They drafted five pass catchers in the draft over the weekend. That to me says a lot. I think that's only happened a couple of times in the common draft era. Three wide receivers, two tight ends. They're giving him the options. Yes, there's no real veteran receivers on this team, but I think they're putting it all out there on the table for him. And if you're in the NFL, you're a competitor, this is exactly what you want, a chance to go out there and show them that you are their guy. I really appreciate what we're hearing because finally, thank you, Bridget Condon, we are getting something of a positive take on this because there are such doom and gloom scenarios that we can read into this. It's not a vote of confidence. He's basically being ushered the door. The fact that this is a team-friendly deal means that they're just looking for flexibility to get rid of him next year. No, no. Bridget Condon reminds us that this young man, don't worry about the years that he's had in the NFL. He's had, as she said, one start in the NFL and he's getting a contract that could pay him up to $22.5 million well, next year. This year he's going to make $2.3 million In fact, let's be clear about that. He is entering his fourth season. He will still be paid on his rookie deal this year. That's $2.3 million. However, with the fifth-year option not picked up by the Packers, that preserves the Packers from being on the hook for a fully guaranteed fifth year. The new contract has a 2024 deal that is only 60% guaranteed, but worth, as you said, up to $22.5 million. This suggests that the Packers want to keep flexibility so that moving on from him is easier if the season should go pear-shaped. But to Bridget's point, Adam, he has an opportunity to prove all of the doubters wrong, to say thank you very much for the $22.5 million that I was supposed to get paid next year, 2024. We're going to renegotiate after 2023 uh, for a long-term deal because I've just proved that I'm the guy. Is he the right guy in the right place at the right time? That still remains to be seen. I mean, we've seen other quarterbacks play for the Packers, who get the one start. When Aaron Rodgers made his one start against the Dallas Cowboys, it set the world on fire. It was back at a time when the games were just on NFL Network and nobody got NFL Network. So every bar in the in the country was filled with people watching the Packers and the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers went out there, had a monster game. Matt Flynn, monster game, ends up getting paid with Seattle. Jordan Love did not do that, but I will say this. He was a first-round draft pick. In a, in a draft that had Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Hurts, he's a talented player who has the ability to go out there and throw the football. Like, it's ridiculous to assert, and listen, this comes from a person who roots for a team in the NFC North. I would not count this player out at all. I think he's got an opportunity. I think the Packers are just, they're a well-run organization 
that knows what they're doing. You look at what they've done defensively. Like, I know a lot of people might say, like, well, if things go south, they'll be in the mix for Caleb Williams. I don't think they will. Their defense is too good. Worst case scenario, they have a season like this year. Let the record the show that Adam Rank just said that the Green Bay Packers are a well-run organization for sure. to do things the right way. I mean, like they've that. had 30 years of sustained success. And part of it is because of their quarterback play with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, but still very successful. So I think that they've been, they should be given the benefit of the doubt of knowing what they're doing here. Okay, Bridget, you mentioned what the Packers did in the draft. Let's put some names on that. Three wide receivers, two tight ends. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Grant DeBose. There are your three wide receivers. They also double-dipped at tight end with Luke Musgrave, highly rated Luke Musgrave, yes. and Tucker Kraft. Now, you said all of the positive things you said a moment ago, and again, I am so appreciative for it. But however, Bridget, earlier today in the meeting, you said something that also needs to be heard, and that is a reminder to me. I tried to sell the positive take on this, and you reminded me, yeah, but Drew, this team has seen this guy for four years. Yeah. So they have a history with him, and clearly, even in the four years, yes, only one start, but even in those four years, they haven't seen quite enough. So this really does become a de facto evaluation year, a prove-it year. What is your level of faith, one to 10, in Jordan Love as the long-term answer in Green Bay? Well, you know, when you look at Green Bay, they've only had this is only going to be their third starting quarterback since 1992. If they strike gold for a third time, what's going on in Green Bay? Because no team that I know of has had that level of success consistently. I think Jordan Love's success is going to come by the receivers that we just that they just drafted. If they have a very high level of success their rookie season, that obviously is going to help Jordan Love, but that's a lot to put on a rookie class, right? Christian uh, Watson, of course, was very great for them last season, but he's only entering his second year. I think, like Adam said, it's too early to tell. I think I could take either side on this, which is, you know, not something you're supposed to do. But because the fact that he has been around this organization for so long and you're still not really sure what he can do. But there are reports, I don't know if you guys have seen that people are saying Jordan Love walking around with new swagger now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. You know, does it take him being out of the building for Jordan Love to really step into this role and get that extra boost of confidence to be the head of this team? That's what we'll figure out here. I'm no NFL player, nor did I ever play the game. However, I'm a human being who understands what change offers. Change can be scary. Change can be challenging. But change can also be a lift of the spirit. It can be illuminating. It can be freeing. And I should think, to Bridget's point, that the entire Green Bay Packers organization, to a degree, as much as they recognize the four-time MVP out the door, that's a lot to lose. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, it's a new beginning. There's something about a fresh start that we all kind of welcome. I should think that there's a real air of positivity in Packers organization right now, that no evaluation or interpretation of today's events could really tell a true story about. You know what? I think that we saw enough of Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show to understand, like, yeah, they're probably oh, not. Oh, does he do the Pat McAfee show? He does. They're probably not super bummed that he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's good. Like, we all have colleagues like that. For me, it's usually me. But, like, Rank's good, but it's better when he's not here. You know, like that kind <laughs> of thing. I'm sitting here thinking. You know, like, you're the person. <laughs> you're the person that you're, you're talking about yourself. That's why it's so relatable to you there's something about it like you know what like yeah hey, you're really good but at some point you're like i've had enough of your stuff like i i was never a great athlete i was okay i was okay in a lot of things 
and every team that I played on that had that elite athlete who was kind of abrasive, like at some point you get over them. Yeah. You're like, ah, I know that all my friends from Corona will know exactly who I'm talking about. Kevin's fine, but it's like, yeah, I'm not really bummed that he graduated. You know, like he was, he was great. He was wonderful. But at some point you're like, we're better off. And I think that the younger players probably really relate to Jordan Love. He probably bonded with a lot of them. They're ready. They're ready to go out there and prove themselves. And I think sometimes having that fresh start is exactly what a team needs. And it's a pretty fun situation for the Packers to be in with all the young pass catchers that you were talking about. Christian Watson last year made a great impression. Romeo Dubs looked really good, too. He Can has an opportunity. Yeah. Is it Dubs or is it Dobbs? Dobbs. I've heard both. The spelling confuses me. He told me, me himself. Dubs? He told me Dubs. He really? told you dubs. But he was at a thing like... Bridget, I don't, I'm not buying I this. Feel, Are you buying this? I, I'm about to check. I asked him at the rookie premiere last year because I went up to him and I said, I don't, I inherently don't like you because you play for the Packers and you went to Reno and not Las Vegas. <laughs> so I I can't really... But he's he's actually a delightful human being. I really Two like Two more him. things. You'll notice, think listener, that when Adam Rank a moment ago said, I was never a very good athlete, neither Bridget nor Nobody I jumped in, jumped in no. to kind of disavow him of this. Again. Uh, secondly, uh, I know. something that uh, production assistant, a production associate, I should say, Emily Shea earlier said, she said, uh, don't forget to ask this question. If not Jordan Love, then who? And I think that's a very good question because if you look at the depth chart for the Packers, it's Jordan Love, yeah. and then it's, do you know who's second in line? Steve Dills. No. Do you know who's second? In line. No, absolutely no, not. And, the, and this is not to reveal any sort of lack of awareness of NFL rosters. The fact is Sean Clifford mm -hmm. was just drafted out of Penn State and Danny Elling out of LSU. There's your depth chart. So the fact is this is Jordan Love's team to keep or to lose. It's on you, Jordan Love. We'll be watching. And truth be told, I'm going to be rooting for the young man. Oh. I love narratives uh, now, of change. Now you went too far. I feel like we haven't talked about the third thing, though. They could have just done nothing. That is a very good question. Why didn't they, Bridget Condon, do nothing? Because this, they believe in him. He's entering his fourth year. They believe in him. Because they believe in him. Not because they didn't want to be on the hook for the fifth-year option. So it was a financial play. But no, I like your interpretation. It's right? because they had faith in him. There you how go. Many how Third many good players are taken. we seeing where their teams didn't pick up their fifth-year option? At least they did something. Translation. Yeah. The news today out of Green Bay for Jordan Love is good news. Period. I mean, Full he's stop. getting paid. Look, Thanks, a good. check is always good news. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Labor with Bridget Condon and Adam Rank. And the next topic is timing, as in what is the right timing for fourth overall pick Anthony Richardson to assume the reins of the cult? Well, the Colts. Bridge, is this a sooner rather than later kind of deal? 
Yeah, so I was in Seattle during the draft covering the Seahawks, and I really thought that they were going to take Anthony Richardson with number five. I still believe in my gut they would have had he been available. And so in talking about that all week, I was saying Anthony Richardson would be a guy you bring in, let develop a season or two behind Geno Smith. Different scenario here in Indy. I think now he should start right away. I think in today's day and age in the NFL that we are now watching coaches are a lot younger they're changing the way that they operate or the schemes that they use based on what a quarterback's talents are it's not like back in the day where this guy's not good in college or what he does in college isn't going to translate what they do is this is your skill set and for anthony richardson it's he's a dual threat quarterback he's a great runner he makes players miss all the time how are we going to use his talents and make him successful versus okay the completion percentage is a big question mark his what did he finish six and six in college that's a big question mark well we're not gonna we're not gonna put him in those situations where he has to make all these crazy passes we're going to use his skill set and that's what i think they will do immediately with him as the starter day one i think six and six is important for bridget to point out because for me six and six is not questionable because it's a 500 record. Six and six is questionable because it adds up to 12. And 12 isn't a high enough number for me as the more than casual NFL fan. I need more reps under my quarterback. And just to clarify, the numbers that Bridget threw out and that I co-signed there, the six and six, those are regular season starts. He did, in fact, have a 13th start in the bowl game. But again, 12, 13, either way, that's not a lot of... What do we call it? It's a small sample size, we always say. It's an overused phrase, but it's appropriate. In this case, is it enough? Time will tell. Ask any Bears fan who saw Mitch Trubisky come in with only, I believe it was 12 yeah. starts in college. Yeah. Now, again, I'm it's aware. no indictment of Mitch Trubisky. It's certainly no indictment of Anthony Richardson. I root yeah. for all of them. But I wonder if 12 isn't quite enough. But Bridget's Where's assertion is, well, here's the thing. Bridget's assertion is this, and I think she's absolutely right. The time is now. This is the day and age for a quarterback with that kind of ceiling, that kind of upside. Start him day one. What are we waiting for? Get him out there. The options there are Gardner Minshew, Sam Ellinger, or Nick Foles. Right. I think Anthony Richardson is clearly the right guy in the right place at the right time. I agree with Bridget. Are we wrong? No, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish this season. In the AFC South, you're the, you are trying to accomplish a division title. Well, then you and should, the same goes for the NFC South because all of those well, eight then, teams are contenders in their division, period. But I would I would start Gardner. If that is if your goal is to win the AFC South, Gardner Minshew right now gives you the best opportunity. If you're trying to develop your quarterback, put him out on the field right now. I think the Colts have some flexibility, and I think Jim Irsay doesn't expect them to go out there and win the division this year. And I think that you can go out there and let them play, develop, do some things. They still need some help on the defensive side of the football. You go out there and you develop your quarterback. Anthony Richardson needs to play for his long-term success. I don't think that it's going to help them out in the short term. Okay, that's what you guys have to say. What does Anthony Richardson have to say? Here's what he did say when he was officially introduced to the faithful in Indianapolis. So I was definitely watching Jalen Hurts a lot last year. You know, I didn't know Coach Steichen was the one orchestrating all that. Uh, until like after he got hired, I'm like, okay, if there's a possibility I go there, you know, we could, he can make something work. And he's been preaching that to me. So I'm definitely ready to see, I'm ready to, you know, control the offense. I definitely want to, you know, get some advice from him, get some advice from all the other NFL QBs, you know, just so uh, I can help myself and help, help myself in this game. Certainly seems like the right attitude. 
But same question that I asked Adam, is he the right player in the yeah. right place at the right time? I think he is. I think um, in listening to all of the research that the scouting team in Indy did and Jim Ursay going up to Shane Steichen and saying, who's your pick? Take whatever you want. And he his pick was Anthony Richardson. I think that speaks very highly. Remember Jalen Hurts in college? Remember he was replaced by Tua Tungo-Vailoa? Yes, sir, And he still now was in the running for MVP this season. I think there's a big upside when you look at these players, these quarterbacks specifically, that can do multiple things. And like I mentioned, you're working with a coach, a younger coach, that is going to make you look good. I do believe that the upside of Anthony Richardson is a lot higher than what we've seen and what these draft grades have presented when evaluating him. Something to remember, too. You you, you mentioned Jalen Hurts, and I think it's absolutely right. If you look at his rookie season, uh, four starts, he was one and three. His sophomore season, his second year in the NFL, he went eight and seven. And then, of course, last year, that sort of meteoric rise, 14 and one, was playing MVP-level football. He was the MVP for my money. He was the MVP in the Super Bowl for my money. If you give a player the the tutelage he needs if you if you groom him if you you know if you parent him the way Adam you're suggesting that the Colts need to he certainly is headed in the right direction but your advice to Shane Steichen is Gardner Minshew is the answer right. now if you want Anthony we, Richardson may be the answer later if, if you, the goal is to win the division yeah of course because he's going to go out there and make mistakes but he's still learning the, on the job well, well, explain to me a scenario in which winning the division isn't the goal this is a team that had high expectations of them before last year last year felt like an outlier it felt like what happened to this o-line obviously johnny t got got injured it was just a weird year for them why wouldn't winning the afc south be the you goal? know you know where you're at you know where you are at currently right now as an organization as a team like when i go out there and there's a drivable par four, 330 yards. I know I'm not reaching it, so I'm not even going to, you know, I'm going to play my game. And I think so what, with the you're Colts. three wood, you're pulling five iron? Yeah, just, you know, I'll take, I'll take out the five wood because I want an 87-yard shot as opposed to like a 30-yard shot. Interesting. So my whole thing is the Colts, no. Like, what is realistic? Could they contend for the AFC South? Of course. But what is it really going to get you? I think your most important thing is to get Anthony Richardson on the field. I like him. I like his makeup. And like Bridget's saying, like these dual threat quarterbacks create a lot of havoc out on the field. And guys like Josh Allen and Justin Fields, they improve by playing. So that's good. But you have to understand, like, yeah, you might lose some games because he's going to make some make, make some mistakes. I think, too, if you look at specifically to this Colts offense, there isn't a single place on the field, maybe north of their of your own 40 that this team, with Steichen, who used to go for it on fourth down all the time, yeah. this is four down territory with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. That's four down territory from your own 40 north of that. Don't you Don't you agree? Doesn't that create a totally different dynamic yeah. that starting Gardner Minshew, whatever your agenda is, that starting Gardner Minshew simply doesn't give you? This makes this team a strange, tricky out, not in every game, in every drive, for every snap. Yeah, they'll be fun. They'll be interesting. It's hard to sustain it. It's like watching the and one videos, like very entertaining. Like I enjoy it, but like NBA teams don't play that style of basketball for whatever reason. In summation, Adam Rank says start Gardner Minshew. Bridget Condon, however, saying. is right when she I'm says start Anthony Richardson. Listen, as long as you have a Bridget realistic expectation, here. you have, listen, it's like the Jets. The Jets have to go out right now and win football games. Robert Sala's job is on the line. And if they don't, if they're not successful, then he's going to get fired. Steichen is not getting fired. 
He is going to be there for a long time. Anthony Richardson is going to be there for a long time. So go out and play. You're just probably not going to win the AFC South, and I don't think that that should be the expectation. Uh, Shane Steichen, you're right, will not be fired, and Anthony Richardson will not be denied. He will win that job. He will be the starter in week one. That's fine. I'm still drafting him in fantasy. We talked about it on Total yeah, Access. You, you wasn't go. he your top pick? Yes, because they're going to play. <laughs> no, I'm no, just no. Saying. I totally get what you're saying. I think the only way where you think about putting in Gardner is if it starts messing with his confidence, which we saw with Daniel right. Jones early on in New York. And like, yeah. if it's a situation where he's just getting destroyed every game, then maybe, okay, put him back out on the practice field, let him develop. But I, yeah, throw him out there. Yeah. See what happens. See if Go it with sticks. the youth movement. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Bridget Condon and Adam Rankin. The next topic is clickbait, really. It's power rankings. It's the first post-draft power rankings. I will read the names in order, and you have one of two options to offer as your response. About right or yeah, right. In fact, let's work on that. What's your yeah, right sound like, Adam Rank? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, good, good. Uh, yours, Bridget Condon? Yeah, right. Okay, perfect. This is great. <laughs> and then the obvious uh, about right is just uh, yeah. an affirmation about right. Here we go. From the top, Dan Hanses. Thank you for this clickbait, uh, rather, ranking. In three, two, number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Yes. Yes and yup, not about <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, about so right. You, you've already ruined <laughs> about the second, right. about right. I don't love about right. Beautiful. I'm going to go with yup. Uh, number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. About right. About right. Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals. About right. Okay. About right. The Bills at four. Feels about right based on our hopes for them, but I don't know that it feels about right based on what we are seeing from them and what I feel from them. I feel like this is a team destined for a dip, destined for a decline. Am I overstating that, Bridget? What do you think? I agree with you. I think the AFC East is going to be harder than people think. That's a yeah right from her. Uh, Adam Rank, Bills at four. Yeah, right. Okay, so is it because the 49ers who sit at five should be above them in Absolutely. four? Absolutely. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so the 49ers at five, we believe, should be a little higher. Uh, Bills are down now in fifth. What about the Cowboys at six? Your first thought of Cowboys <laughs> at yeah. six is a yeah. laugh. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Are, are you yeah, with me right. on this? Yeah, Honestly, right. Dan Hansis, is it just because it is the Cowboys and you're looking for engagement? Ravens at seven with the newly signed Lamar Jackson, with OBJ, with the kid, what's his face, Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Ca uh, Ravens at seven. Do we like this? Bring them higher. 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 I'm buying in. I love this. Adam Rank, should the Ravens be higher than seven? You're making a stink face, the likes of which I haven't seen since. You can disagree with that me. That yeah, right. sour food that I fed Grace the other night. You know what? Dan is a Jets fan, and I don't know if he's trying to be diplomatic, but I would have the Jets. I would have the Jets ahead of the Cowboys. 
And ahead of the Buffalo Bills for sure. All right, Ravens at seven, Jags at eight. Yeah. Okay. Jets at nine for you. Yeah, right. They should yeah, be higher. They should I be agree higher. higher. Yeah. Uh, this is t- uh, terrible. They were so good part. with their quarterbacks. <laughs> the, not yeah, right. Being didn't, good. Simply didn't work. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, please, please. You're all right. That, this is this is what development does. You find out on the fly that that yeah. doesn't taste good. We're not going to send that out. It was like that Wendy's breakfast. It didn't work. Uh, Dolphins at Did ten. You get a frosty though. Oh yeah, Ooh. frosty's good. Even you dip the, the even fries in the frosty. My you know, wife by the way, that. my daughter had Who a soccer that? game at nine a.m. last week. That. 9 a.m. Oh so, yeah, Frosty's fries, 100%. A thousand percent. Really? You're down with the Frosty's and the fries? Yeah. Grace does that too. Really? 100%. Oh, interesting. 100%? 100%. No, it's 99 point something because nope. it's a no for me, dog. Well, then you're incorrect. Your uh, your daughter's game again? It was, like nine, it was at 9 in the, the morning. <laughs> 9 in the morning. 9 in the morning. Our... And so we go out afterward for a treat and like the person taking our order is like, so Frosty's for breakfast? You're like, yeah, what if there is? She's been up since six training for a soccer match. Oh, I hate that. When Let you get the- so off the rails that you're talking about, and I love your daughter, I want her to win every game and score every goal, but uh, now let's abandon the Sorry. yeah, right, about <laughs> right, because clearly that was terrible. That was not right. Yeah, right. Wait, we didn't do Dolphins at 10. Do we agree with that? Oh, do- Dolphins at 10. Uh, I think, I, I like the Dolphins at 10, but again, that means three teams in the AFC East are in the top no, 10. Drop I don't em. buy it. It drop doesn't em. seem plausible to me. Who is missing from that list? Is it the Lions? No. Is it the... I think it's the Vikings. Is it the Vikings? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm two, trying to make Adam mad. Just to <laughs> no, rile him up? No, 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 no. Is it the, is it the Giants? Oh, uh, I might go Chargers. No, the I... Chargers. I'm going to go no. That's a no for Bridget, it's dog. It's a no. You don't like that? Who are we missing? Who, who, who's missing from this list? Oh, we missed Seattle. There oh, it is. It's Seattle. Yeah. So, For sure. Uh, so the team missing from the top 10 that belongs there is not the Lions. It's not the Vikings. It is, in fact, Adam Rank. The Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. Do you, are you down with that? I'm down with that. So who loses their spot? Dolphins? Oh. Or Cowboys? Cowboys. I think Cowboys. Come Cowboys on. What have they proven? Thank you They're six. If they weren't America's team and every, 75% of the world loved them, is... would they... Would they be? Uh, that's a no. That's a no. And I love the phrase, and I think we should just sort of put it on T-shirts and bumper stickers. Get the Cowboys out of there. I just like that as a phrase, and I'm going to be using it a lot more. Thank you very much, Bridget Condon. I interrupt this podcast <laughs> to bring you draft grades in the AFC West. I told you earlier there are no A's. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Deal with it. But I will say this. Before we toss to the TA set where David Carr and Bridget Condon and uh, obviously Mike Yam and I think, Adam, you're going to be there, too. Eventually. We'll talk about draft grades in the AFC West. I want Bridget to put a finer point on something you said before. In Bridget Condon's estimation, one of the most important picks that was made in the draft in this division of the AFC West was the pick that wasn't made. Bridget, please explain. The fact that the Chargers didn't take a running back with any of their draft picks tells you what? Tells me that Austin Eckler will be there. Oh, game I can hear one the applause next for door, the Chargers. filtering in from SoFi Stadium. Ah, oh, there is a little applause. And they also believe in Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. I think you have three receivers already in Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Joshua Palmer. That if you really were concerned at running back, you take a running back with that first round pick. Instead, instead they took a receiver. They took a receiver. So it tells me Austin Eckler is going to be finding his way back to his locker. Here we go. Draft grades in the AFC West, the division that boasts the reigning NFL champion, the title holders, the Kansas City Chiefs. No A's to be found. Here's the proof. And David, yes. 
You're still. It's fine. You're still giving grades for the I Raiders, these guys. and we love it. So, what was your assessment? Now, looking okay. here at what they did, they had the best dress guy for sure. No, he, he was yeah. very nice jacket, very nice suit. I love that. I'm gonna say B, okay? Just okay. because I feel like, yeah, Tyree Wilson. You got to get someone opposite Max Crosby. You got to help my guy Max out. Yeah, and he could be a guy that turns into someone that is productive. They didn't really have that with Chandler Jones last year. It's been a while since they've had that. So, yes, that's great. Mayor, the tight end. He, Josh, probably saw Mayor and said, "That's Gronk." Right? Is he going to be Gronk? I don't know. Gronk is pretty special. He's like yeah. one of one. But he's wearing 87. He does a lot of the same things. He can block in line. Right? That's what they want to do. Run it downhill with Josh Jacobs. And he can do this type of thing. Right? From the eye formation, from that in line. He can run the sail routes. He can run those 15-yard outs. Run the seams. He's a physical guy that's going to be productive. Foster Moreau is that role. So, yeah. as I look through it, they didn't get a quarterback until 135. That's the only thing that I get concerned for Josh about. Like, you're going into this thing. It wasn't the greatest last year, right? So you got to have someone that can buy you a little bit of time. Is it going to be Jimmy G? I don't know. We'll see, right? But they got some issues. They got to solve them. I don't see a lot of answers that they had holes for hmm. from last year. I'm not mad that they went with the edge at seven like instead of the quarterback because Will Levis, I don't think that is the one you wanted. I agree. If you could have got one of the other three at seven, maybe go there. But they finished in the bottom three when it came to sacks last season. So yeah, you get a guy in Tyree Wilson who's going to learn from Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I think you can never have enough pass rushers. That part. Great addition. Instantly makes their defense better. You can okay. really help their defense if you can. 100%. Out Overall, their defensive side of the ball was what really needed help because yeah. almost every major metric was at the bottom half of the lead. Dead last in takeaways with only 13 last season in Las Vegas. All right, Bridget, you get the Chargers, a team you know very well right here in SoCal. What's your grade? Okay, I promise I'm not copying you, but I'm okay. also going <laughs> to give them a B. I, they went with the right position with 21. Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver, smaller guy, but they did get his uh, teammate, Darius Davis, that is the speedy receiver. Okay. Someone who could step into the slot and will probably be used as a returner. DeAndre Carter, that big return guy, they actually, uh, he went to yeah, your team, yeah. Raiders, during free <laughs> agency. <laughs> so I like what they did. And then they added some depth. We saw the Chargers' biggest issue last season was the injuries. So you get an edge, you get a linebacker that can really help out when and if, and hopefully it never happens again. <laughs> they have those injuries. And then they did add another um, offensive lineman too, which is a problem that we saw last year. He's going to be a guy kind of like Jamari Sawyer that stepped into that left tackle position, someone who can play tackle or guard. So for the Chargers, it's all about adding some depth. They got the wide receiver. One thing I didn't see them take, though, which was interesting, is the running back position, which to yeah. me says that things are going well with Austin Eckler. And we can yeah. expect, keep him. you know, hopefully he will find his locker again here shortly. Yeah. As they should, by the way, Austin Eckler's an absolute beast. But they still need more depth behind him, right? They have Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, who still need to make those big jumps here in the league. All right, David, you've got the Chiefs now. Okay, the Chiefs, I mean, it's kind of easy. Yeah. Right? Because they won the world championship. They don't have to do much. I'm going to give them a C. It's average. (laughs) And yet, I'm giving them a C. It's average. But you didn't need anybody, right? You got an edge rusher. Osama, he could turn into a guy. And if you do that, if you get up on teams, you need guys to end games. And he is definitely one of those guys. Okay, Rice is a receiver, I think. Okay, maybe he's the guy. But I think they more looked at his physical ability, being able to jump out of the gym. And they kind of missed that with Tyreek. Tyreek was a guy that always make these aftermarket plays with with Pat. He'd kind of go up and make these big spectacular. They, they kind of needed that. So they might have reached there. You know, then you look at they got a tackle. You got a defensive back. Kind of help Spags out on the defensive side. Yeah. But I kind of wish they would have made a little bit of a splash. Like, he, 
I know they're good. I know they're the world champions, but you could have got, you go Zay Flowers. Maybe they tried to trade up. I don't know. I feel like they did. I heard some things. They tried to trade into the first round, tried to trade up a little bit earlier, and it didn't work out for them. So at least they gave an effort. So I'm going to give them a C for effort. I mean, look, I'm not concerned about them much. and their drafting. They had no. eight rookies play significant snaps this season. Ten first-year guys play in the Super Bowl. They're yeah. going to be just fine. Bridget, fine. bring us on home. Okay, I'm one of those teachers that just shuts their eyes and gives the whole class a B because I'm going with B <laughs> so again nice. here for the Broncos. Marvin Mims, I think, is a great pick. They trade up. They didn't have any first or second round picks. Trade up, get him with the last pick in the second round. He's an underrated player. He's a guy kind of like Tyler Lockett. Russell Wilson loved Tyler Lockett in Seattle. Could this be his new Tyler Lockett? And to add another wide receiver to join Court and Sutton and Jerry Judy, if Russell Wilson is not successful this season, it's not because he doesn't have weapons. They right. went out there mm. and they found him a wide receiver. I think overall, B. Good. All right. It's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, overall, I tread lightly with this division because we hyped it up into oblivion last year. They all was a huge season, so I like that we're Anything above conservative average. with the grades, but right. still expecting a ton from sure. you guys. We deserve it. Come on. We interrupt this podcast to bring you five things Adam Rank is looking forward to seeing this season, and I'm told he makes zero mention of his Bears, which I must admit I find very hard to believe. Here's the proof. Adam, the mic is yours. Listen, the NFL draft is over, and I don't want to be one of those shows that keeps looking back. No! It is time to look forward to the coming season. That's why it is time to rank it with five things I am looking forward to this year. And at number five, we will start with the Philadelphia Eagles who have put together a super group. They have put together the best super group I've ever seen oh since Eddie Vedder joined Chris Cornell's Temple of the Dog. The Eagles coming off a Super Bowl just landed perhaps the best talent in the draft in Jalen Carter. Nolan Smith, who they could have reasonably drafted at number 10. And DeAndre Swift, one thing is for certain, the Eagles are going hungry. Going hungry! One guy gets it. All right. David Carter was going to be the only one. He was going to be the only one. All right, number four. The Lions being the Lions. Speaking of supergroups, People are out there loving the Detroit Lions, acting like they're the defending NFC champions, people expecting them to be in the playoffs. This is the Detroit Lions. What you expect should be more losing. Listen, I know you're expecting a win. I was across the street a few weeks ago at WrestleMania when I thought my friend Cody Rhodes was going to defeat Roman Reigns to win the WWE Mm, title. It didn't happen. And the Lions believe they're on the cusp of a dream season. Let's hope for their sake it's not an American nightmare. Every time he says the rest, I have no idea what he's talking Number three, Lamar Jackson proving. (laughs) Good shot. Proving that he is worth the money. One of the biggest ongoing dramas during the offseason was a contract squabble between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But listen, it had a predictable finish like the ending of Taken. But here's what we know. Lamar Jackson has a particular set of skills, and now he's got a couple of new additions with OBJ and Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, who I would have talked about more in the B block, but I would instead rather make fun of David Carr. But there is no doubt in my mind that he is going to regain that MVP form. All right, number two, the Falcons becoming the (laughs) NFL's version of an and-one mixtape. And shout-out to my friend Charles, Mr. Forverts himself, who came up with that analogy that I stole. But it's absolutely true. Think about what the Falcons have put together. They have Drake London. Yes, yes get him back, yes, David. David. Get him back. Jump player in the back. draft. These are things that did not happen to David Carr during his NFL <laughs> career. They did not surround oh, him with that. No, it's true. Like, listen, 
The you quarterback of the Falcons is not going to be frozen out by the veteran playing in front of him. Those days are over. That's probably too inside baseball. But here's the thing. Whatever, listen, whatever happens with the Atlanta Falcons, whether they win five games or whatnot, they're going to be very entertaining and yeah, very fun true. to watch. All right, let's go. Number one, close, the thing I'm looking forward to the most this season <laughs> Aaron Rodgers being the MVP of the league. Listen, for years, wow. you've been yeah, talking about how Aaron Rodgers, one of the best Whoa. quarterbacks of all time, and now you guys are all trying to act like he's washed, that he's not going to be good. I have seen pissed off, petty Aaron Rodgers in the past. He is going to go out there. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards, Wait for maybe it. 50 touchdowns, and it's then gone. lose an additional round to the there Dolphins because that's what there. he does. The oh, best regular the season quarterback yeah. perhaps of all time. <laughs> Jets are going to get to the playoffs. You're not winning the Super <laughs> Bowl. That's what I'm looking forward to the I most waiting for this it. season. I want to thank today's very special guests, Bridget Condon and Adam Rank. Guys, thank you so much for making the time to be here today. Thank you. They're both on their phone. They thank you so much. Phone. Bridget said, I thank was, you first. You win. Well, I was going to make sure that I wasn't going to be pressed on any draft grade questions. I do question what the Chargers did with Quinton Johnston. You do. I didn't like that pick that much. I think there wasn't. Like, it's interesting they didn't go Zay Flowers or mm-hmm. uh, who was the other good receiver that was available? Jordan Addison. Yeah. Yeah, I had but those guys, they, they wanted a big receiver, right? Those they, guys they are smaller. They the big body guys, the possession receiver. But, but they still Johnson don't have that super speedy receiver. Yeah. I don't know. That, they could use that. They could have used to... B. Sean Robinson wasn't available, though. No, no, no. That would have been a slam dunk. Was he overdrafted dunk. at eight? No, I think he's going to no, be a you great like your player. Guy. Take yeah, your guy. Yeah, yeah. Was Jameer Gibbs overdrafted at 12? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just one word. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I love it. I'm so glad the Lions did that. People Why? were so into the Lions, and then they went out and did what they did in the draft, and I'm like, oh. Well, we heard what you so said happy. in your segment. The Lions, you can't wait to watch the Lions be the Lions. Be the Lions. That's not nice of you. Listen, it's I'm. regional bias. And, I, and truth be told, we hope it's not true. Because why? The, the, I'm because a big the NFL Campbell's is better fan. when teams like the Lions and, yes, even the Browns kind of get out of their own way and sort of dispel these age-old that's particles be, that are attached to the boat. We need them off. Let's new narratives. But, narratives I know, of, but now, of change. Narratives well, of success. But once everybody expects them to win. That's when they go away. Nobody that was the point. expects them Everybody to win. Everybody expects, them, expects to win. them to do exactly what you're saying. No, no, no. Negative I'm, Nancy, by I'm saying the contrarian. that they're going to re- revert to the mean and See, go back to See, this is going to be the thing. Somebody like Carolina or Houston is going to make a run this year. Carolina It's will. not going to be the obvious team that you like, oh, the Lions last year because they ended so well. Nine and seven. They eliminated the Packers. They sent Aaron Rodgers packing. Great year for them. Outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I like this. We've been looking for a way to end this show. Let's end the show this way. So if you had to choose one NFL team at a <laughs> rank interested. to come out of nowhere and be your dark horse, I suppose, candidate to upset the apple cart, is it the Carolina Panthers or is it the Texans? No, you have the to Car- choose one. Carolina Panthers are going to be pretty decent. Carolina Panthers. I think so. Are and our friend D'Angelo Hall. Teams that are off the radar that should be on it. Adam Ranks says Carolina Panthers. Bridget Condon says Panthers. You know, then I'll say Houston. You agree on the Panthers. I'll say well, Houston. Oh, you pick. don't want to agree with her? I, what the hell is wrong with you? This is a podcast. This uh, is what we have national, to do. International Brothers and Sisters Day. Do you have a shout out to give? I was, you know what? If you saw the show, I had my, I used my kids, brother and sister. The photo that we used after Aww. every, after every Angels home win, my daughter pulls out a microphone, like this fake microphone that we have, and she interviews my son. 
my god! Oh, she's, so she's only had to do that twice this year. How dare you? That's They're 15 so and 14. cute. Where do you post these? There, uh, I'll make sure that you're on the green circle. I want. Oh, I am. You're gonna be on the green. I'm on the green circle. Okay. Nothing but I sells didn't a see the video. Video. Like okay. contextless uh, small talk. And then finally, <laughs> uh, Bridget Condon. Do you have a brother or sister you need to give a shout out to? Yes, I have two older sisters, Kate and Kelly. Amazing, paved the way for me. Biggest supporters. Three girls. You know, you gotta stick together. Uh, I'll give a shout out to my my one and only brother, my best man, John Fitzgerald Levy. He got the good name, John Fitzgerald Levy. Wow. He wasn't named after Kennedy. He was named after a priest, a Jesuit priest named John Fitzgerald Padburn. He was the guy who was officiated my parents' wedding back in 1968. On that hot June 7th day in 1968 in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, I got the uh, Andrew Eborg lady. Thanks, Mom, for the maiden name. Nobody knows how to say it other than my mom to make it sound good. But on that note, brothers and sisters everywhere, we love you. Look after each other. Look out for you. Look out for your crew. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow when our draft grades will be given to the four teams in the NFC West. The reigning champion, of course, the San Francisco 49ers. You've got the Rams looking for a return to relevance. You've got the Seattle Seahawks looking to build on what was, let's be honest, an astonishing, unexpected year under Geno Smith. And then, of course, you have the Arizona Cardinals trying to prove to everyone that our doubts about them are misplaced. Will they? Well, we'll see about that. Draft grades, that's first step. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.